Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Touchdown, Kiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by Wonkley Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted. Rondé Barber to the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. Lucky week number seven in the NFL is here. And unlike the mediocrity in the NFL right now, This show will never settle on being average. Welcome to Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports, everyone. Ron Kruk, joined as always by the New York Giants all-time leading rusher, Tiki Barber, and Super Bowl champ with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Rondé Barber. Guys, great to see you. Currently, there are 10 teams with winning records in the NFL, and... Every week, it seems like big favorites are losing outright. The Steelers, Jets, Giants all pulled off major upsets last weekend, killing many parlays, teasers, and survivor pools for sure. (laughs) But the old saying, any given Sunday, rings very true so far this season. Tiki, what would you take away from week six? The Giants. I told you, it was that reverse psychology thing that I did last week, you know. I mean, you know, you bet against them, so when they win, you're happy regardless type of thing. You know what it is? There's a lot of mediocre teams, including the good ones. So the Giants are able to pray. They just sit there, hang around in the dark corners, and then as soon as you become vulnerable, they jump on you. I love it. He's almost giddy, Rondé. It's unbelievable. What did you conclude from last week? The Tiki is completely full of... <laughs> you wait, you just learned that last week? Right, right. Unlike the mediocre NFL, this podcast uh, will produce some points. Scoring is so down in the league. Oh my God. Maybe half the games I've watched this year, I haven't watched all of them, are under. Everything is under. I don't think I'd yes. take a super bet ever in the NFL right now. Quarterback play is terrible. So it's uh, if you're mediocre, you have a chance to be good this year. <laughs> I'm kind of to the Giants. you're you're spot on man i mean uh underdogs continue to bark loudly the dogs have posted a 53 38 and 3 record this season covering 56 percent of the time against the spread and as you said ronde unders the under the point total went 10 out of 14 games went under last week and it's hitting 61 percent of the time scoring is definitely down couple quick notes before we move on to week seven. Eagles 
remain undefeated 6-0 and straight up. And then how about those Falcons still unbeaten against the spread at 6-0? and Those of you who took the Falcons season win total at five or, or five and a half, you're already more than halfway there. Look at you go. Uh, this week, fellas, hey, some of the top teams get a mini vacation. Vikings, Bills, Eagles, and Rams all have a bye. But we begin weeks number seven. He already teased it with Tiki Barber's New York Giants as they continue to surprise many this season, uh, except, of course, Tiki Barber, who, hey, I mean, you predicted on episode number one, Tiki, that they could make a little run. And I think Rondé and I were mocking you at that point. So credit to you. Thank Enjoy you. it. Thank you. Appreciate it. And yes, there you go. And after, listen, I mean, another stunning comeback. They knock off the Ravens last week. They improved to five and one. New York now travels to Jacksonville to face the two and four Jaguars who have lost three in a row. New York, five and one against the spread. Jacksonville is two and four. But the Giants are still the underdogs <laughs> for the third consecutive week. Uh, Superbook opening odds had Jacksonville as minus two and a half and the point total 42 and a half current odds. As of this broadcast, Jacksonville is now a three point favorite fellas and the over under 42 and a half money line Jacksonville minus 160. Come back on the giants is plus 140. guys. I mean, it brings up the question, are the giants a legitimate threat in the NFC and on the flip side, are the Jaguars, are they pretenders or can they turn this season around before it's too late? It's interesting when you look at the Jaguars because I did one of their games earlier this year and it looked like Trevor Lawrence was really finding his way. The offense with Doug Peterson as the head coach, offensive coordinator was simplified. Get the ball out of your hands, throw it to your playmakers, Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne out of the backfield, James Robinson running it. Like It felt like they were finding their way. And Trevor Lawrence in those games had eight touchdowns and only a couple of interceptions. But the problem in the league, and Rondé can attest to this as a defensive guy, is eventually they catch up. They watch tape, they see what you're doing, and they force you to hold the ball. And that's become an issue for this Trevor Lawrence-led Jaguars offense. And as a result, they've just been ineffective and inefficient. Now, they had some big plays. They rushed for 200-plus yards last weekend, but they still lost right. that game. And so it's the inefficiencies that you just you can't explain, but they are still a young team, so maybe that is the explanation. I would say to – Piggyback on that, Tiki, I, I'd say the reality is that they're not quite there yet. And it's not all on 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 Trevor. I mean, he completed 90% of his passes last week, and they rushed for 200-whatever yards. I mean, you should win that game. To me, the the, the difference between the team that was 3-1, and one, I think, at one point, and the team now, in those first three weeks, they had eight takeaways, they had seven sacks, and they only allowed 38 points. They were winning games that way. Since then, one takeaway – three sacks, and the point total allowed is doubled. It's 76 points in, in the next three games. So they're starting to show that they can beat themselves. And I think when you have young teams or teams that aren't used to winning, that happens. And unfortunately, this week they're playing a team in New York who I think is the real deal because that's how they beat teams. They wait for you to mess up. They use their well-coached scheme, and they go and win football games. Like I said last week, they were going to beat Baltimore because Baltimore is going to screw it up. That's exactly what they did last week. The Giants, are you believing in them? 
maybe. It's, <laughs> it's still just a maybe. They're well, 23rd in total offense. They're 15th in yards allowed on defense. Their margin of error is so small. But somehow they have a belief system that's getting them there. You know why, Rondé? Because Wink Martindale might be a genius. And mm. number two, they only they haven't given up 24 points yet. They're one of two teams yeah. that has not given up 24 points this year. You know who the other team is? Is the Buffalo Bills, who are the number one defense in football right now. They're also great on third down. When things get heated up in a game and the opposing offense has to make a play, Wink just throws gas at you and forces <laughs> you to make a play. And as a result, yeah. you can't execute as effectively as you have in previous years. And then offensively, I told you guys this three weeks ago, four weeks ago, the strength of this team is the offensive line running the ball. And Saquon has right. been good, even though it was stagnated a little bit last week. And Daniel Jones not making mistakes. He's just simply Big not key. making mistakes. He's being smart. If he doesn't have it, he just throws it away or he tucks it and runs it. It's so simple and boring and, and frustrating <laughs> at times, but it's winning football. And so do you believe in them? Of course, because they can hang with every team. And if you're bad in, in critical moments, they will beat you. So how they're continuing to be underdogs, I have no idea, especially against Jacksonville. Interesting. So that sets up our picks as we come in again. The current line, according to Superbook.com, Jacksonville, a minus three point favorite. The over under at 42 and a half. Found a very interesting fun fact as we go into this game, guys. Jacksonville has not beat an NFC team since 2018. They've lost 18 straight games to NFC teams. But guess who is the last team they beat? Yes, well done, sir. Right across there, the New York Giants. So we'll see what happens coming into this one. I think you you hit it, though. The, the Giants just finding a way to stay in these games and then pull it out towards the end. So let's make our picks as we come in. Tiki, we'll begin with you. Who do you like in this one? I'm not using reverse psychology this oh. week. I love the Giants. I love them because they're just starting to gain some confidence. And one of the issues that they have when you look at them on paper is talent. And you say, God, you got Richie James. Who the heck is that? You, you, you got David Sills. That's a kid from West Virginia. He's a free agent. Like, who is it? Wandell Robinson's come back, and they've started to play some explosive football and explosive play. So give me the Giants getting three on the road. It's very obvious that Tiki knows way too much about the New York Giants. <laughs> he is our, I, you know, he's our expert, though. I'm going to say uh, at minus three for the Jaguars here is some supercomputer doing some voodoo math. Uh, who knows why this game is favored for the Jacksonville Jaguars? And obviously it's because Jaguars, one good thing on defense is they are stopping the run and they're playing at home. So I think that's where that this math comes into play. But let's be honest, man. The Giants, even though they might be strapped at wide receiver and Daniel Jones is only 31st in the year, league in passing yardage, they're going to win this football game because they have usually every Sunday the best player on the field, and that's Saquon Barkley right now. So I'm, I'm taking the Giants here, covering this for sure. All right. So the Barber brothers both go with the New York Giants. I mean, I, I looked at this game and I had to do a double take. I mean, how is a five and one team, a three point dog to a two and four team? I mean, do our guys behind the counter in Vegas, you know, longtime odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray, do they have it wrong? 
No, they never have. Not usually. <laughs> no, they never do. I mean, you look at it, guys. If if a few breaks here and there, maybe Jacksonville could be a four and two. Maybe if if Lamar doesn't turn the ball over, the Giants could be sitting at four and two. I just look at this game the same way that you just broke it down. Giants offense powered by Saquon Barkley, the ground attack. Yes, Jacksonville has the third best rush defense in the NFL, only surrendering 89 yards per game. But the Giants are just pounding away. And what I saw with uh, what happened to Jacksonville's defense last week against the Colts, where they wore down late in that game and the Colts were able to come back, I think that Giants rushing attack continues to beat them down. I can't go against them, so let's uh, we'll make it a clean sweep. I'm going to take the Giants plus the points as well. All right, Superbook is still offering some great promos, including a $1,000 bonus when you sign up, make a deposit, and a wager. Also, check out their weekly parlay and safety bonuses only at Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app and make sure you are following us on all social media platforms at Superbook Sports. Game number two, matchup for the AFC South division lead, which no one would have thought possible a few weeks ago. The Indianapolis Colts traveled to Nashville to face the Tennessee Titans. Guys, remember when the Colts were being written off as one of the most disappointing teams in the NFL and that the Matt Ryan trade was considered a huge bust? Well, the Colts are back. If you missed it, Ryan threw for 389 yards, three touchdowns last week, including the game winner with 17 seconds left as the Colts knocked off the Jags at home. Now they face division-leading and reigning AFC South champion Tennessee with the winner sitting atop the division standings. This is a rematch from week number four when Derrick Henry really ran all over the Colts turnovers killed Indy and they lost 24 to 17 Indy three two and one overall three and three against the spread Titans have won three straight are three and two against the spread and are coming off their bye week opening odds according to superbook.com Tennessee guys opened up as a two-point favorite over under on the point total 42 and a half and the current odds it's gone up a little bit Tennessee is currently a two and a half point favorite and the over under still sitting at 42 and a half all right so I mentioned Matt Ryan guys do you feel that he has turned his season and maybe the Colts season around as well and can the Titans stay hot after their bye week I'll say this um, this is where I think a lot of people thought Indy would be at the beginning of the year. And then they proceeded to lay a couple of eggs early. And so it was easy to start discounting. I'm going to say to Matt Ryan, if people that like Matt Ryan, are you hot or is, or is this your game again? Because Matt Ryan looked awesome in this game last week. Alec Pierce, rookie, had a great day. Michael Pittman had a career day. Michael Pittman Jr. had a career day. They used tempo. They used quicks. They ran opposite a high-low all day long and won a really good game against a tough opponent, I think. Now, their passing game, for the first time, I think we've said this in two years, their passing game actually opened up their running game. Deion Jackson is who? I don't even remember. I did their games in the preseason, and I don't remember who Deion Jackson was. You know, that's that's without that's without Hines and Jonathan Taylor out there who should return this week. So I think this is where this offense should be. I think this is how Frank Reich envisioned this offense to play. 
in those 380 plus yards that Matt Ryan had last week, including the, a dime for the game winning touchdown. Matt that's Ryan. what this team should be. So I, I think this is where they are. I think they're. I think this is their game. I think this is where they expect to be. Yeah. Well, you also. I mean, you missed. You missed one guy, Rondé, and you. I'm without words. Real mad. Right. Johnny <laughs> Woods. That doesn't yeah. happen much. I know. I know. Tight end from Johnny the Virginia. And he's tight end. Three receiving yeah. touchdowns. He leads the team. I see UVA guy. Where are you at, dude? But it's really <laughs> been the defense. You know, Zaire Franklin's been fantastic for this team, and he's found a way to be impactful, especially when they've had some compromised uh, health issues on that side of the football. But going up against Tennessee, you you know what you're going to get. You know it's going to be the running backs that you have to focus on. That's obviously Derrick Henry, as we've been talking about for the last three seasons. But it's also Dontrell Hilliard coming out of the backfield. You know, Dontrell Hilliard, who was a running back, leads their team in receiving touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill is just he's he hasn't elevated the receiving game. And maybe losing AJ Brown was a big part of that, or you can make any excuses that you want. But the Tennessee Titans are one-dimensional. And as Rondé just mentioned, the Indianapolis Colts are becoming much more complete offensively and defensively. So it's hard not to see a very well-coached Frank Reich team. I'm not saying that Mike Vrabel's team is not well-coached, but Frank Reich, well-coached team starting to get to where we expected them. I mean, September basically was their preseason. Now they look like they're finding Mm. their stride and they could be dangerous. You, You know what's funny, Tiki? They are one of the teams that played everybody in the preseason, Indy, and it didn't help them. It's no. like counterintuitive. Oh, I don't know what's going on point. all these days, but they played everybody, and it still took them three weeks to get going. <laughs> but the real quick point about the Tennessee Titans. They are uncharacteristically bad on defense this year. This is the first time I can say Vrabel's defense doesn't look like a Vrabel defense. And I know they got problems at corner with youth and everything else, but this team is not quite what they have been the past couple of years. AFC championship, number one seed in the AFC last year and right. AFC championship before that. This is not that team anymore. So the lead in the division is on the line. Tennessee comes in as the two and a half point favorite. In a big game for both these teams, Tennessee well-rested coming in off the bye. Uh, Rondé, you're up. Uh, who do you like in this one? You know what? Except for rushing yards, the Tennessee Titans are exceptionally bad in everything else. And their <laughs> offense is benign. They have not scored a fourth-quarter point this year. Like, how is that even How do you possible? win with that? They got three wins. <laughs> no idea how they have a winning record. I don't think this is anywhere near what week four was, which is ironic, too, that the Indianapolis Colts have played two division rivals four times in seven games. Like wow. they, they only got two games left in their division for the end of the season. But I think this is a game where Matty Ice continues to roll. I know this is two and a half and going up for Tennessee, but I, I, I got to tell you, I like Indianapolis here. Yeah, this is a tough one for me to disagree with you on, Rondé. Now, we know this game is going to be close because that's just how Tennessee plays. I mean, other than getting yeah. blown out of the water by the Buffalo Bills 41-7 to in week two, Tennessee plays games tight. And I think, honestly, that's Mike Vrabel's methodology of winning. It's not dissimilar to what we were talking about earlier with the New York Giants. Play it tight and try to steal it. Now they're on a three-game win streak. Uh, they go into the come out of the bye week, and your instinct with a good running game would be, yeah, you, yeah, you got to go with the Tennessee Titans. But with Jonathan Taylor also likely back, he practiced this week. He was limited right. in practice. I would say that balances themselves out. And the just as we mentioned earlier, 
the diversity in production for the Indianapolis Colts on offense and defense, it forces me to have to take them, especially getting two and a half points. All right. So you both agree again, you're taking the Colts in this one. It's hard not to guys. You look at Indy coming off their best offensive game of the season. Uh, I like them breaking it up with that no huddle last week and they Mm -hmm. wore down that Jacksonville defense. Uh, But I think the key stat was they kept Matt Ryan upright for the first time all season. He wasn't sacked and didn't fumble the ball. They're going to have to do that again this week but they're also going to have to stop Derrick Henry. The way that the Titans have been able to, I mean, Ronnie, that stat is insane that they have not scored. The only team in the NFL that hasn't scored in the fourth quarter, and yet they still have three wins. But they've been able to build a lead and then just hammer Derrick Henry to keep that lead. I've been going back and forth with this one. I'm going to break up the love fest today. Um, (laughs) I think it's been... uh, Tiki, you said it. This is going to be a good old-fashioned, tough, close division battle. But I think Henry's going to be the difference. He's going to wear him down again. So I'm going to take uh, Tennessee laying the points at home. All right, definitely the game of the week in a rematch of Super Bowl 54 in 2020 when the 4-2 Kansas City Chiefs head to the left coast to clash with the 3-3 three and three San Francisco 49ers. Both teams looking to get back on the winning track and are coming off losses. Kansas City going down to Buffalo and I mean, just another epic game. And the 49ers uh, upset by Atlanta. Kansas City, 2-4 and four against the spread. And San Francisco comes in with a 3-3 three and three mark against the spread. Opening line. According to Superbook.com, was Kansas City minus two and a half and the point total sitting at 47. Current odds, money is coming in on Kansas City and the over. Kansas City is now a minus three favorite. The point total sitting at 48 and a half. Money line, Kansas City is a minus 160 and the comeback on San Francisco plus 140. All right, a couple interesting storylines coming into this one, guys. You know, for me, suddenly Patrick Mahomes has been getting knocked around a little bit. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen that too often. Can the Chiefs protect him against a very tough San Francisco defense? But then again, can the 49ers even feel the team? They (laughs) are just decimated by injuries right now. I believe I saw 19 guys listed on their injury report crazy wow that's a lot i mean can they feel the team yes they will and and their coach will try to figure out a way you know kyle shanahan to put a product on the field that's viable and you know they're gonna you're gonna get that now their strength this year as we know is defense they're number two in the nfl on so many categories total defense sacks 23 sacks already in six games the rush defense is right up there scoring defense are second pass defense are second so defensively they in theory match up really well against the kansas city chiefs strength which is obviously patch mahomes and throwing the football and Patrick Mahomes has a, has a new weapon in Juju Smith-Schuster, who looks like a damn tight end. Dude's huge. Uh, when, you, when you see him, he had a big game last week. But if they can't protect him, it forces him to do those crazy things that he, yeah. he can't get out. It's a, hard, it's a bad habit. And he has success mm. with it, but he had success with it when he had Tyreek Hill. And he doesn't have Tyreek Hill anymore. 
And so as a result, you're seeing a lot of inefficiencies with Patrick Mahomes. Even though they score points, you just don't trust it. You don't feel like it's going to work. And it gets a very stout defense. This is where Pat Mahomes has to be careful about trying to be a hero. I remember we've mentioned this in previous years about the hero nature of Patrick Mahomes. And teams that have good defenses, he tries that often and sometimes to the detriment of the team. Yeah, he does, Tiki. You you absolutely nailed that about him. You love him as a player. You love that creativity. It's why they lead the league in scoring at 29 uh, 29.8 points per game. But the reality is they don't have that big play threat that allowed him to do that all the time. Before, no. when Tyree Kill, he'd get in scramble mode, and Tyree Kill would just look at his defender and be like, I'm out and, you know, be gone and Pat would be able to zip it down there. I don't know how many times I've seen this year him try to do that to McCole Hardman and it's just overthrown or out of reach or it's an incomplete bad play. The interception that ended the game last week was kind of like that, him trying to mm -hmm. improvise. Yeah. Now, the reality is, is that Kansas City's offensive line has given up three sacks in three successive games, and he's coming against this San Francisco defense that is second in the league in sacks at 23. Even with all these injuries, they have 13 players. Think about this, Tiki. 13 players have a sack on this San Francisco <laughs> defense. That's ridiculous. They're interchangeable parts. It's right. It's like it doesn't matter who it is. They can just get to the quarterback. Now, Jimmy G and the offense needs to obviously step up because you talked about those injuries, Ron. It's 19 yeah. players. Do you know how many different injuries those 19 players have? 71. Oh, wow. <laughs> Awesome. Come on. Like, it's an episode of Grey's Anatomy here. Right. What's going on? Last week, they finished the game with only four starters of the normal starters on defense. And then I saw uh, Arfunga. He got out with concussion. So they're only going to have three starters, normal starters, that are prepared to practice all week and get ready for this game. I just don't see how they, they do it. They lost a game to Atlanta that they had no business losing. I know they had to come all the way across the country and now go back and play a home game. But – the offense had 13, 16 carries for 50 yards and had three giveaways. If San Francisco's mm -hmm. offense does that, they do not win football games. I don't care how good their defense is with whomever is playing on defense. So that sets up our picks, guys. Superbook.com currently has the Kansas City Chiefs a three-point favorite and the over-under sitting at 48 and a half. Both teams really need a win in this one, so it should be an interesting matchup. Let's go to Tiki. Lead us off. Who are you taking? <sighs> this is a hard one. <laughs> I love the deep sigh. That's always well, it's only a hard one because I trust the San Francisco 49ers to figure it out, mm. but it's hard not to look at the Kansas City Chiefs and say they're just better. It's significantly better. And when it's comes push comes to shove, I have to put my faith. And Andy Reid, who's had decades now of success, and Pat Mahomes to understand. Because I, I know he tries to be a hero, but I also know that he's smart and knows that if he tries to do it against a really talented defense, even if it's just schemed talentedly, he's, he's going to put his team at a disadvantage. So as much as I want to take the home team, I got to take the Kansas City Chiefs. Look. The Niners want to play games close to the vest. That's how they always do it. They want to shorten it. They want to run the ball, be opportune, play great defense. Can they do that, especially if they get behind early to Kansas City? I mean, I, I watched Kansas City against a Tampa defense that I thought was good. He just he, – he methodically, for 30 plays, just diced this supposed good defense to death. 
And mm-hmm. I think they're going to do that again. So if 49ers can't control the ball, and based yeah. on their injury situation, they are not likely outmanned. I think they're completely outmanned. I, this could be one of the ones where you're shaking your head at the end of the day saying that we actually thought San Fran was a good team. I think uh, Kansas City has a big rebound game, and they cover this one pretty easy. The 49ers defense, listen, they have the tools and the players to slow down the Kansas City offense, but it's going to be a very tough task with all those injuries. I was looking at this. I'd probably take Kansas City coming off a loss, minus three anyway on the road at San Fran Mm -hmm. right now. But for the Chiefs to face a just dismantled 49er defense, I'm with you, Rondé. I like laying the points. I think Kansas City easily covers in this one. And by the way, nice work last week. Everyone went two and one. So we're Uh we're fighting our way back, man, in a crazy (laughs) NFL season that it's been. Superbook is still offering some great sign-up bonuses and promotions. So make sure you visit Superbook.com, download the app, get in on all the action. I mean, we got college football, NFL, NHL, NBA, you name it. They've got it. So make sure that you uh, get to the website, uh, sign up, and make a deposit and keep following us on social media at Superbook Sports. Guys, the greatest sports handicapper of all time, Back to the Futures, Biff Tannen, <laughs> was kind enough to let me borrow his great oh, nice. sports almanac. Oh, nice. That's beautiful. But the problem, guys, look, it only goes up to 2000. <laughs> so it's not really going to help us. But, uh, you know, it was very kind of him for our Back to the Future segment as we check out three future bets you can make at Superbook.com or at the Superbook Sports app. Production value through the roof this week, fellas. All right, three future bets. Let's begin with number one, and we turn to the NFL MVP award. Jalen Hurts to win the NFL MVP award. Current odds, guys, 7-2 to two right now. What do you think of this one? We'll begin with you, Tiki. I love this. I absolutely love this. Jalen Hurts is playing it at, at a different level. And as much as we clowned Nick Sirianni when he first got the job and it just started saying some weird stuff and it's like, what is he even talking about? This team loves him. More importantly, they listen to him. And I think more importantly for us, evaluating him, he's a hell of a football coach as a motivator and as a scheme designer. And more and more, more importantly, as a teacher, Jalen Hurts' evolution from last year, whereas his first year as a full-time starter, to this year is unbelievable. He makes the right decisions, and obviously he's surrounded uh, by great talent. But they have a good defense, and they're explosive almost at every spot. They're undefeated for a reason, despite only Rondé being the only person maybe in America that believed that they would be that way. I absolutely can get down with this one because they're going to keep winning. I can get down with this one as well. And it's mostly just to get the Philadelphia Eagle fans off Tiki and I's back after all those years of torment that we gave that'll, them. That'll never happen. That'll never happen. All right. But the, but the reality is, is that Jalen Hurts is that dude. He is a great football player. You talk about MVP. I think the MVP in a lot of people's mind is going to be Josh Allen because he's putting up ridiculous numbers. He's throwing the ball. He's running the ball. He's carrying the team without a running game and making whoever's playing wide receiver great. That being said, the most valuable person to their individual team, the reason why they're winning, is Jalen Hurts in Philly. What he is able to do is unbelievable. Not only how he's carrying the offense, but when their defense doesn't play up the task, he's still able to make them a viable winner. And I, I, I'd absolutely take 7-2, to two, no doubt about it. 
Superbook.com current odds that uh, man you just mentioned, Josh Allen, is the favorite to win the MVP award at plus 105. Then Hertz and Pat Mahomes comes in at number three at four to one. Seems like Aaron Rodgers' reign as two time MVP is coming to an end. Let's now move on to uh, and go back to school, guys. Check out the odds to uh, future bet to win the college football national championship Mm -hmm. with Tennessee pulling off that big win over Alabama last week. And I hope all of you jumped on the balls as we told you to do last week. Incredible game. They get the win. Now, Ohio State is the favorite to win the title sitting at plus 170. Guys, are you buying into the Buckeyes? Rondé. I... I'm a firm believer in order to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And Georgia is still top dog to me. I know they just whacked somebody. I don't know, 55 to nothing. They've had some a couple of iffy games, but still winning. Uh, Ohio State, C.J. Stroud's probably the Heisman Trophy candidate. I think he's going to be the right. runaway Heisman Trophy candidate, unless unless the guy, the guy at Tennessee continues to play like he did last week. That was impressive at Tennessee. That game was awesome game, but that quarterback who did nothing like that at Virginia Tech was very impressive. But I'm going to say I'm still with Georgia until it's not Georgia. Hmm. You and, know, that doesn't mean, and that doesn't mean I would vote for Herschel Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 170 with the Buckeyes to win the national championship. What do you think, Tiki? I mean, I really like a team that's going to fly through the Big Ten and get to the Big Ten championship and beat up Michigan and get revenge for their loss last year and then go into the college football playoff. Not, I'm going to say not being not tested because they will get tested, but being healthy and feeling extraordinarily confident. I've done a little bit of look of research on the quarterbacks this year because, you know, obviously Daniel Jones was questionable as the franchise guy. The only guy I would want is CJ Stroud. Bryce Young is slight. He's 5'11, maybe six feet, 195 pounds. Uh, Van Dyke down in Miami, he got benched. Hendon Hooker is a, a flash in the pan at, at, at Tennessee. He may win the Heisman Trophy. I don't know if he's in that NFL level guy. And by the way, Tennessee got buoyed by their crowd at home. They lose that game if it's on a neutral site or certainly if it's in Tuscaloosa. Mm. So the only team that I see going unscathed to the college football playoff is the the Ohio State Buckeyes. So plus 170, I'm taking it. It's much better than that 5% premium for Josh Allen uh, for the MVP. (laughs) Current odds to win that national championship, according to Superbook.com, Buckeyes at plus 170. Defending champs, Georgia Bulldogs come in at plus 185. Alabama falls down to four and one. And why not maybe take a little flyer on Tennessee at 20 to one? I don't know. Big win for them either way, shaking up the college football world. All right, final futures bet, guys. The NBA tipped off this week as the Golden State Warriors look to go back-to-back world championships. Current odds from Superbook.com have the defending champs with the shortest odds to win the title sitting at 5-1. to But we're going to talk about those Brooklyn Nets. Irving, Durant, Simmons, the gang are going for one more run together. Nets come in with eight to one odds to win it all. 
who's in on this future wager? You know, I would take this. I would take this because they're accidentally, even though they wanted to get the hell out of Dodge, they're accidentally <laughs> yeah. have a pretty good team. I mean, yeah. Kevin Durant, I know he's been banged up over the last couple of years, but he's still Kevin Durant. He's going to be one of, the, one of, if not the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA. And Kyrie, who also wanted to bounce, he's a freak. Like the things he does with the ball in his hands and kissing it off the glass, whether it's the bottom or the top, and having it go uh, untouched, unfettered into the net is unbelievable. Oh, and by the way, Ben Simmons is your point guard. Now, you don't need him to score because of the two guys I just Not mentioned. Bad. And he's a defensive maven. Did you see him in the preseason against Giannis? He shut down Giannis, two-time MVP himself. Oh, and Joe Harris, Wahoo guy, who didn't play last year. Sharpshooter, you know, arguably the best shooter in, in the NBA. Because <laughs> statistically, had a better year than Steph Curry a couple of years ago. They are accidentally going to be great. So with those odds, 8-1, to 100%. Give me that. Um, Marcus Smart, Derek White. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, <laughs> Al Horford. And off the bench, another UVA guy, Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon. I'm taking the Boston Celtics all day long. <laughs> Damn with those oh. nets, man. No chance. <laughs> Current odds, according to Superbook.com, I said Golden State is the favorite at 5-1, to one, but those Boston Celtics sitting there at number two at 6-1 to one, and the L.A. Clippers 6-1 to one odds as well. Milwaukee 7-1 to one, and my Denver Nuggets 14-1. to one. If they can stay healthy, I don't know. They've never we even know, been to that. We, we know it's not going to be the, the Lakers with uh, LeBron in his 20th year. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I got I, I to gotta dig deep for those odds to uh, see where the Lakers are at. Uh, oh, man, I got to go deep pages. Uh, 40 to 1. Still going. 40, 40 to 1 odds for those Lakers. So, yeah. All right, fellas. Great job. Want to take the opportunity to thank all of our loyal viewers, listeners, and everyone that tunes in to Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports each week. Please take a second to like, rate, and subscribe. Betting with the Barbers available on Spotify and Apple Music, and of course at Superbook.com. Guys, we actually have a decent Thursday night game with the Saints taking on the Cardinals in the desert. But before we kick off, final thoughts before we go into week number seven. I think we're going to leave Thursday night and come into our next episode of Betting with the Barbers on the odds of when Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. Oh, that hurts. Can I hit up the guys right now to get working on those odds? You know what? You know what I'm, you know what I'm jonesing on right now? Bailey Zappi. He is going to Wally Pip, Mac. Can he do it again this week? That is fact. I am telling you. I co-sign that 100%. That that dude can play, man. (laughs) He is proving that his college game is his game. Man. And once again, you guys are way ahead of of the public because, Tiki, you brought him up two weeks ago, and now Rondé is following up. Yeah, what a great story so far. I'll leave you with this. Rondé brought it up early. Low-scoring games continue to be the trend. Uh, scoring is down in the NFL again. Listen, I know there's nothing sexy about betting the under. You're basically hoping nothing happens and rooting for a low-scoring grudge match. Oh, that's fun. But the under coming in 61% of the time, especially on primetime games, guys, 
68% of the time, those games are going under. Although the Broncos aren't involved this week, so uh, you might have to be roll the dice. Um, but still, the under is paying off uh, big time, even though it can be extremely boring. Use that information as you see fit. I hope you enjoy a great weekend of NFL action. For my partners, Tiki and Rondé Barber, I'm Ron Kruk. Follow us on social media at Tiki Barber, at Rondé Barber, at R. Kruk, and of course, at Superbook Sports. We'll see you next week. You've been locked into the Betting with a Barber's podcast. 10-5, touchdown Tiki Barber! Presented by Superbook Sports, featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Rondé Barber, and featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today, and never miss out on the Barber Twins' weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Rondé Barber broke up the play. Rondé Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.